This is uh, the 254th episode of uh, 200 on private equity. And here, uh, I'm going to pick up uh, where I left off with uh, funding portals and uh, form 300C. Uh, and uh, there are additional items uh, that must be disclosed on that form. Uh, and I tried to get through them all in the previous episode, episode uh, 253, but I couldn't. Uh, so what are the remaining items? Well, uh, the portal must disclose whether uh, the fund was involved in the sale of any financial instrument uh, 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 or uh, the provision of any investment advice uh, with uh, any person subject to a statutory disqualification under the 1934 Exchange Act. Uh, the form also requires the portal to disclose uh, whether uh, it was a defendant or respondent in any securities or commodities related civil litigation or arbitration. Uh, in addition to this, Form uh, 300C requires the portal to disclose whether the uh, fund was a defendant or respondent uh, in any financial-related insurance or civil litigation uh, or arbitration, right? So that's a, a slightly different, I believe, from the previous requirement. Uh, uh, the fund must also disclose on the form uh, whether it was the subject of any claim for damages by an investor, broker, dealer, or funding portal member that relates to the provision of financial services or, or relates to a financial transaction uh, and uh, any uh, civil litigation in addition to this as well as arbitration or claim for damages against the fund that has been uh, disposed by a judgment, award, or settlement for an amount over $15,000. Uh, the fund uh, must also disclose uh, uh, whether any of its associated persons have been subject to a disciplinary action involving the suspension, termination, uh, withholding of compensation, or any remuneration over uh, $2,500. Uh, what else must be disclosed here? Uh, well, uh, uh, disciplinary actions in that same category that involve the imposition of fees uh, over $2,500 or a significant limit on the individual's activities on a temporary or permanent basis. Uh, when it comes to record-keeping, funds are subject to uh, Rule 300F, which is based on uh, Exchange Act Rule 17A3A12-2. Uh, this provision requires funds to make and maintain a record listing every associated person, uh, the funding portal office or offices where the associated person regularly conducts any business for the funding portal, uh, and uh, any FINRA prescribed registration number, identification number, or code assigned to the associated person by the funding uh, portal member. So that's required by Rule 300F. Uh, the records uh, must be kept for five years and be in an accessible uh, place for the first two years. Uh, in addition uh, to the requirements that I've just given you, the record-keeping requirements, that is, each funding portal member must also report its gross revenue on Form FP, Statement of Revenue, uh, that's the name of the form, within uh, 60 days after the end of the uh, fiscal year. All right, uh, so uh, with that, uh, I'm going to uh, close uh, uh, this section of the podcast, uh, which has been devoted to uh, funding portals, right? And that covered crowdfunding, uh, which was uh, new money, right? And now I'm going to be talking about equity research analysis and equity research reports, right? Uh, so... Uh, Broker-dealers uh, involved in the preparation and distribution of equity research reports uh, must maintain policies and procedures under FINRA Rule 2241 by prohibiting or restricting uh, pre-publication review of equity research reports uh, uh, by non-research personnel. 
they must also uh, 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 prohibit uh, input into research coverage decisions uh, by investment banking personnel, uh, supervision of research anal analysts uh, by investment banking personnel, uh, and uh, have uh, rules um, with respect to um, uh, research department budgets uh, formulation uh, by persons providing investment banking uh, services, right, as well as a compensation of a, a research analyst based on specific investment banking uh, services, transactions, or contributions made to a firm's investment banking uh, service activities, right? So uh, uh, perhaps I'm, I'm getting a, a, a tad bit away from uh, Rule 2241, right? So uh, just to uh, be clear, everything that I've said thus far uh, uh, is covered by Rule 2241, uh, and that uh, uh, rule covers those subjects, right? Uh, and uh, it requires the firm to maintain policies and procedures as it pertains to those subjects, right? So what other subjects have to have rules or have to have coverage under Rule 2241? Uh, well, uh, there has to be some sort of set procedure in place uh, for a compensation of research analysts based on specific investment banking services, transactions, or contributions made to a firm's investment banking service activities. Uh, Rule 2241 also extends to review, pressure, or oversight by investment banking personnel or other persons over research analysts um, uh, through uh, attempts uh, to uh, implement information barriers or other institutional safeguards to protect research analysts. Uh, Rule 20. Oh, I see that my time has has gone through, or so I've, I've hit uh, five minutes, uh, and that concludes uh, this 250 uh, fourth episode of 200 on private equity, not of course ruling at the possibility of yet more bonus sessions.